in New York City, man, like here too, I would think, they're great places to be, San Francisco and New York. But if you're broke, they suck. They suck. It's a torture to you. That was Isaiah Powell, who runs Dragon Spunk Grows Organic Garden in the Bayview. I'm your host, Jeff Hunt. Welcome to Storied San Francisco, a weekly podcast where San Franciscans from all walks of life share their stories, and you get to know your neighbors. In this podcast, Isaiah talks about moving all up and down the East Coast before eventually settling into a fledgling hip-hop career in New York City. After graduating from Columbia University and having a hard time holding down a job, Isaiah took an offer to work on a farm near Santa Cruz. When that turned out to be a less than pleasant experience, he moved back to New York, where he met his now fiance Danielle, who has Bay Area roots. The two decided to move to San Francisco when a house owned by a member of Danielle's family opened up. Florence Fang Asian Community Garden is just down the hill, and Isaiah soon started volunteering handing out food there. It was this work that eventually inspired him to start Dragon Spunk Grows, which he'll talk more about in part two on Thursday. Special thanks to Aaron Lim of Bitch Talk Podcast for telling us about Isaiah and Dragon Spunk Grows. Please excuse the mask muffling and occasional wind in the recording in this episode. Here's Isaiah. Growing up back east so let me tell you i've lived in new york i've lived in delaware i've lived in maryland i've lived in georgia i've lived in florida all over i-95 right all up in your word <laughs> up and down on i-95 i went to four different high schools okay wow. for it was almost like one every year right and uh what was the reason for all the moving around if i may ask it was it was the era of digital equipment and IBM. Okay. So we're talking about the era of the station wagon, the company car. We're talking about the new affluence. The new, uh, this is the era of the yuppie. This is okay. the era of, I'm going to get the family out of the city because being in the suburbs is the shit, is the thing to do. Right. That's the a marker of your ascension up the American ladder, I think. So, like, 70s, 80s, yeah. Yeah, you know. Now, my dad is from Jamaica. Okay. And he must have been one of the first Jamaicans in East Oakland. Okay. You're going to see some 360s. So you're going to see some California being in the... Always somewhere in the line. That's part of California's story, I feel like. Dude. <laughs> yeah. IBM. Boom. Uh, IBM sends him to New York. He meets uh, Faith, my mother. Uh, I'm born. Where is she from? New, she's she's from, New from New York. Upstate okay. New York, Got yeah. It. And uh, then we, they moved out here. I, for a time, was in San Jose. So okay. I was a resident of San Francisco. Okay. <laughs> in fact, my mother learned how to drive out here. Okay. Yeah, she learned how to drive in California. What Crazy. A pl- what a place to learn how to drive. Right? <laughs> yeah, because out here, man, yeah. they don't play no games. No, uh, yeah. No. So we move up and down the, the coast, the East Coast. Boom. Do you have siblings, Isaiah? Uh, yeah, I have two sisters. Okay. Uh, where do you fit in? I'm the, I'm the eldest. Okay, got I'm it. I'm the eldest, the first grandchild on my mother's side. We're moving up and down East Coast. 1994. Boom. I go to University of Miami. Mm-hmm. 
and it was 1994 I was uh, 17 going on 18 so um, I go down there and I'm just bullshitting you know yeah. um, <laughs> it's Miami you're a child I mean I know it's typical but like 17 18 are you supposed to give a shit <laughs> like yeah and, and up to then I was pretty studious my dad did okay. a good job you know and I went on a music scholarship oh I was playing trumpet and uh but I applied to, I think I applied to like two schools, Miami and Brown. Okay. I didn't get into Brown. <laughs> and I went to Miami. And uh, yeah, dude, I would look at the brochures for like six months. Mm-hmm. In my senior year, I just look at the brochure, dude. And none of my thoughts were on being studious or academic. Right. It was just the beach, chilling, you know. I was going to say, that's when you were living in Florida. Nope. Already, no, or- this part I was in Maryland. Okay. This is my second stint in Maryland. Where in Maryland? At this time, I'm in Prince George's County. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And in Maryland, yeah, that was an experience because, uh, yeah. So now I'm in Miami, 1994, out on my own, and uh, I just bullshitted the whole semester, both semesters, and then I dropped out at the end of, in the spring, the end of the second semester. Okay. And so I have no degree. Mm-hmm. And then um, I, uh, I moved up to upstate New York. Okay. Where my mother was. Because I knew my dad was probably, dis- he was, you know, it was very disappointing. Right. So for years, you know, no degree. I'm doing crap-ass jobs. And then um, I, uh, I got into rapping. I got into to, to the hip-hop art form. Mm-hmm. Well, I always loved it and always into it, but then I got into it deeply, and then I, I got this bullshit deal, and I moved to the city. Wait, you're a performer? Yeah, at that time, okay. I mean, I, I, you know, it's always in me. I, I will never say no to right. that. Right, right, right. Yeah. My focus now is, you know, but now I got the guitar. I got a, I've been playing guitar for like 10 years now. Okay. Um, and when this is, the growth season's over, I'm going to get back into it. Okay. Get, try to get a band together, whatever you awesome. know. Get back into my music, into music. Next time we do a music show, I'll reach out. Oh, please do, man. Yeah. So yeah, because I read music, I write music, and now that I know, I, know, uh, I play the guitar, you know. And I've always been a, a musicologist in my own way, mm-hmm. you know, loving music and trying to. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in the city, boom. But um, from upstate to fr- the city. From upstate to the to city. To pursue a hip hop. To pursue, yeah. Pursue we got hip-hop. signed to. It was signed to this crap deal, the Tommy Boy. Mm-hmm. Records and so I'm out in I'm out in uh, Brooklyn, but I still have to work a job to live until that happens. Right. So I'm doing messenger. Yo, I started from the very. <laughs> I was doing messengers in the city, on a bike or no a foot foot messenger foot messenger for yeah. um, a, a, a repo graphics uh, outfit. Okay. And the pace of as you could imagine stunk. So I'm performing doing that. And then, yo, man, then it was always the conflict. Man, should I be back in school? Because my parents, everybody, you know, no one believes in you until you make it in an in art, in an entertainment thing. Right, right. Hey, I'm pursuing this entertainment. Oh. Yeah. So, and I'm doing it. Hey, you're getting older. Did you like doing it? Forget about, you know, other people's idea of success. But did you, did you like doing it? Yeah, I, I thought I dedicated my life to it. Yeah. I dedicated those those years where I'm seeing people my age were finishing college. I was always conflicted. Should I go back to school or not? You know, but I love performing. Yeah. And I and the thing is I I mean I loved it, dude. And um I just was I'm so sure that I had something to offer. 
you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, one thing I, I was very naive too. I didn't know the mechanisms of the of the end of the entertainment right industry and some sometimes i'm like well thank god you know exactly <laughs> i was probably ripe for getting fucked over it's a hornet's nest a hornet's or something viper's like nest. It's, yeah it's no yeah. disrespect to vipers yeah because they want some shit in that world yeah you know what I mean? yep so yeah man and so i'm seeing other then in new york city man like here too i would think mm-hmm. They're great places to be, San Francisco or New York. But if you're broke, right. they suck. <laughs> yep. They suck. It's a torture to you. Because yes. you're walking around opulence. Mm-hmm. It's in your face. In your face, mm-hmm. dude. Mm-hmm. And so, yo, being broke in any of these cities, it's not the place to be. Okay. So anyway, I'm going through that, going through that. And then, uh, like, I guess right when Bush, so what was that, 01? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Right before the towers came down. Mm-hmm. Or no, right after the towers came down, um, I said, "Shit, man, I'm gonna fucking go back to to school." Okay, I gotta I gotta go back to school. So, cause I um, uh, I was working at Corbis, uh, Bill Gates company had all the photographs since they came out, put them in the uh, Iron Mountain. I saw Hitler's bunker right after it got bombed. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, ill photographs. They put them in these glass casings to preserve them. This is the actual paper. And you know, photographers, you go rent out. I need the picture of Muhammad Ali standing over um, uh, Sonny Liston like this, and you yes. rent that image. Jeez. Bill Corbis, uh, Bill Gates owned this 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 company that had all this shit. Him and Time, that company, Time Life, owns all stock of photos, photographs. Right. right. Um, I mean, vintage shit. I would see from stuff like whoa. I remember the Hitler's bunker shit was dope. I mean, just you know the historical thing. That's where he killed himself, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, him and Ava Braun, Fraun, or right, right, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, we got laid off from that, and that was a recurring thing too, getting laid off. And I was like, shit, dude, yo, I gotta get a, a, a degree because that'll save me. Then I'll be on board. I can get you know an apartment, <laughs> right, without roommates and shit. So I went to Kingsborough Community College, one of the best schools ever. Okay, where's that? That's in um, Coney Island, right on the beach, oh. right on Manhattan Beach in Brooklyn. It's right on the ocean there. The great school, great. Okay. And I, at the time, so I'm still pursuing hip hop in my, still trying to, so I majored in uh, broadcast management. Okay. Because I was gonna do the, the radio mm-hmm. station and all mm-hmm. that. Loved it, and, uh, and then, then I'm back. Now, uh, as a student, I'm 4.0. Bam! I'm on the um, Phi Beta, the Phi Kappa thing. You've taken it seriously now. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time though, I'm taking it seriously. But I guess I'm at a different headspace because I'm still like getting drunk every night, still doing hip hop. Okay. And and then still you know partying and chilling, but getting my work done with perfection. You know what I mean? And because I and I'm into it hardcore. Uh, and then from there, um, they didn't have a broadcast department at, at the, the four-year school. Okay. I went to after that. So then, boom, I got my associates. Okay, now I'm going to go to four-year school. Bang, I'll, I'm going to be on. And um, then I made the, one of the worst mistakes of my life. I went to Columbia University. Oh, shit. Which, <laughs> any joy you have in any subject, they do a great job of uh, stifling that oh, and suffocating any joy. I, okay. So I said, uh, uh, at the time in, in Kingsborough, I was writing um, what became this little indie film that me and uh, one of my best friends who lives out here now, we're both from New York, we were, were, would do. 
So I'm starting to write that, and they don't have a broadcast management at Columbia. And so, and so um, I'm like, uh, shit, but I need to go here because just the name alone is going to give me the, the red carpet. And so, you know, I would say, you know what? After I graduate, I'm just going to um, photocopy the fucking diploma, stamp it on my head. <laughs> so when motherfuckers ask, well, how, uh, how, yep. just look, 70 yep. grand a year, thank you. Yep. And this is back years ago. 70 yeah. grand ain't going to do. So, yeah. So I'm thinking, that's what I'm thinking. And then, boom. So I go there and, whoo, good God. Uh, racism? Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh... Our first film in film school was Birth of a Nation, mm-hmm. but we didn't see Behind These Gates, which was the follow-up to that. Um, Oscar Michaud did that. Okay. And uh, I learned the independent film started with these race movies in the 20s. Right. It wasn't in the 70s. It was in the 20s. But a lot of the film stock they had to take for the war, they needed cellophane. So a lot of it's, on the, it's not in the archives. It's gone. The National Archives. It's gone. And they don't teach it at Columbia. No, I had to, that was my own independent research. Right. So that school, from and then then it, I became misanthropic because I said, "Wait a minute! All the people who are making life the way it is graduate from schools like these." Right. And on one hand, they're telling me this we're liberal and whatever that means, right. and and we're about social justice and all that. That they hit you in the head with that. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing the fruits of their labor, the what comes out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I said, man, I've been lied. I was just, I was just hating humanity, humans. And I was like, whoa. I remember this one class we took. So we were reading Suicide uh, by Emil Durkheim and shit. And we were talking, and he says, yeah, you know, the work hours have been rising consistently, you know. And he was talking about when they made um, wash dishwashing machines and appliances to make life easier and free up time. Ironically... <laughs> Time wasn't more free. In fact, we lost a considerable time with all these inventions. As they, right. So and then he said to the class, because we talk about work hours per week. So, yeah, it used to be 40. Now the average one is 60. And you see how you guys, the workload we give you guys, you're going to go. And when you get a job, you're going to raise the workload even more. Because we're training you with all this work to do as students. So when you get your first job, oh, I just got out of Ivy school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to work 80 hours. Then the boss is like, oh, yeah. He's working 80 hours, or she's working 80 hours. Everybody work 80 hours, yeah. And also wages are stagnant it's or down. Stagnant, yeah, the, the relative to productivity. And so when he said it to me, it hit me like, boom. And I'm looking at the class, and they, I don't know if it went over or it didn't go in. They're just like, and I'm like, oh, shit. We're, the, <laughs> this school is raising the next bunch of assholes. Right. He's going to make shit harder right. and suckier. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers don't even affect it. They, they, they're not even registering. It's not registering. Yeah. They're smart as hell, but that shit doesn't. And I look at some of the people. I know the, uh, Robert Moses went there for a time. Robert Moses okay, yeah. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is what put, they put out of yeah. there. So, um, yeah, man, I was really angry. And at the time, then I started working at Viacom. Did you, did you actually graduate? Yeah. From Columbia? Yeah. Okay, so. Two years before... I didn't see it on your forehead, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah. now... So then, in the, um, uh, like, what was it? Um, it might have been 2009 or eight. I dropped out. Okay. I just didn't go back for the second semester. I said, fuck it. And then in 2012... I only had, like, another semester and a half to finish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in 2012, I went back and finished it and got the degree. And But there was no red carpet, though. Right. In fact, I had gotten laid off from Viacom a few weeks before graduation. 
but I wasn't sweating. I said, yo, someone have this diploma. It's going to be smooth. Oh, no. The next job I had after that was working for Societe Generalis Investment Bank, but contracted through their, uh, uh, another company, and I was in IT. So, hey, my mouse doesn't work. Can you come up and fix it? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, we got to plug it in first. So then that, that makes it work. So at this time, I'm living in the Bronx, the co-op city, which is very north. Mm -hmm. And the job was in Jersey City. Oh, <laughs> For 17, you know. Oh. <laughs> and then I remember one time, I told the dude, I said, yo, I went to Columbia. And he looked at me and said, oh, yeah, how'd that work out for you? <laughs> this is my boss. <laughs> I was like, yo. And, and then I lost that gig. And I went, I went back to school. And I was like, to the career department, whatever. And I'm like, yo, man, you know. I need a refund. <laughs> you know what I'm right, saying? Because right, right. <laughs> I still had a hundred grand debt. Jeez. You know what I mean? I, I went to a job fair. I remember Unilever was there. And uh, the night before, they prep you on how to, you know, etiquette and shit. So, and I'm like, hey, you know, I graduated like uh, two years ago. That No, it doesn't matter. We want to have your world experience. We want the candidate who has a world comprehensive experience and all that. Hmm. I said, okay, all right. I'm going to go to this job fair, get, get my uh, button-up tie, uh, my button-up shirt and tie, go there, smile and be nice and happy and shit. And uh, I remember I went to Unilever. I said, hey, it's me. Yeah, we're only taking seniors. <laughs> if you could live out fantasy, if I could have made my fantasy a reality at that moment. <sighs> so this was like 2014 or so, you said? Yeah, this is like uh, 2013, 14. Okay. So 2014 comes and it's uh, like March and I ain't coming up with the rent. Like I'm, yeah. I, I'm about to run out of unemployment checks. Were you living by yourself? No, no. I was in a room in Co-op City. Oh, okay. Right. And uh, yeah, dude, it was running, uh, it was running, it was running low. And then, yeah, so I'm like, oh shit, man, <laughs> you know. And now my mom lived upstate, but I didn't want to take a step back. And the work I would be looking for would be in the city. So mm -hmm. yeah, so it was getting pretty hairy. And then a friend of mine from that, from Columbia, who also had dropped out. No, he didn't know. He graduated. He finished, but he wasn't. He didn't have a, that job. He didn't have that office by the corner with the L view. Right. And we was like, "Yo, you too?" Because so I don't even have a network of motherfuckers who went there, graduated. Yeah, you need a job, man. Yo, let me make this call. Yeah, right. Put him on. He went to. We went to Columbia. Yeah. That didn't happen because everyone I knew either already had their own business, or they they weren't working. They didn't have that dream job. Right. So um, he said, "Yo, I have a friend in California." who has this farm and, you know, he pays, man, make a couple grand every month. And I don't know, but I was like, fuck it, dude. Actually, I said, let me think about it. That night I called the dude. He's like, yeah, man, I hope you know I'm a slave driver, man. I don't play no shit. You gotta come on, you gotta work. And I'm like, all right, you have internet? Yeah, yeah. And food, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, every week you go to Costco, I'll give you a stipend for that. And I'm waiting, I'm still kind of waning. I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go out there. Maybe just, you know, refresh thing and put in some hard ass work would be a penance for, and that was santa cruz yeah i was in san boulder creek santa cruz okay and I, I did, yeah sorry uh had you done gardening or any kind of farm work like that hell yeah. to the no okay hell to the no okay and now now check this out my friend only told me about because he knew I, I grew weed in the in the in the in an apartment mm -hmm. the most 
yeah, it's not the ideal setup either. You know, I didn't invest a lot of money. You know, I didn't have money to invest. I was so proud. You know, I'm telling. He knew. So he's like, yeah, you you know, you've grown weeds. So you go out there. And then I'm thinking, yeah, this will be my education. Now I'm, my uh, my good friend Ramel, who I did the movie with, he's like, yeah, now you're going to Dagobah. Well, and so you know, you know, you know the reference, right? So Yoda. Where Yoda's from? The, yeah, that's the plan he's on. That's where Luke went to go train. So my friend was like, yo, now yo, you about to go to Dagobah system, be and learn and be taking shit. So I'm like, fuck man, let's do it. So I go out to Cali, don't know who I'm meeting. Right. right. <laughs> and I don't have a driver's license, by the way. Right. Because I let my thing expire since '99. So and I'm not coming from a position of power, let's say. And that became apparent a couple months in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I can't drive to Costco to get food. <laughs> right, right. So I'm relying on somebody. A person who hunts rattlesnakes, which live there, not with Jesus. a knife, but with a, uh, a double-barrel shotgun. What the? To, I guess, illustrate his manliness to me. Uh, our first conversations were about weapons that he has for the zombie apocalypse. That was our first convo. No context, no pre or... So this is a 50-acre farm. Okay. And there originally there was myself, that guy, and then this other kid, who and uh, who actually left two weeks because this guy was such a terrorist. Yeah. Now I'm new, so I don't know what side to play on or yeah. to believe. You know, everyone there's two sides to every story. So I'm like, eh. And then the guy's like, Yo, I can't take it. I'm out. And I'm like, Shit. Well, it's just me and him on this 50-acre. Because the boss, dude, he lives out here, and okay. you know, it's like an hour and something to get down. Yeah, so, yeah. So he's not That's there. Right. It's just me and him. And I'm like, shit, 50 acres? And then he showed me his side, yeah. So like I said, he would hunt the fucking snakes with the gun. <laughs> Boom! Man, and then he was the guy who went for Costco. <laughs> okay. So my position was, and I even, I emailed friends and family, yo, this is where, if you don't see me, this is what happened, B. Okay. I'm up here in pieces in this mountain, <laughs> which is an hour to drive up, an hour to drive down. I mean, I'm laughing, but that's also that's scary. Oh, dude. Fuck. I left. So, yeah, dude. I was like, hey, it can only get better from here, bro. It can only. Yeah. Because uh, I'm on this. Yeah, man. That guy was, he was a horrible individual. So, um, yeah. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. So, so what's next is uh, I'm online on my little free time. I see Danielle on OKCupid. Okay and it's like, oh, shoot. She is from the Bay, but she lives in Brooklyn. Okay. I am from, well, I was coming from Brooklyn, and I'm in kind of South Bay. It's another circle, like you were saying. Yeah. So I reach out, and we talking and talking, and then... Uh, but wait a second. When you search on sites like OkCupid, okay, from what I've heard... <laughs> kidding. Uh, <laughs> you do say where. So were you looking for ladies in back New York? Uh, oh, how did that come Were up? you already thinking maybe that you're going to go back there? Or? I was. I think I was setting up shit for when I got, got back it, out got there. Got it, got it, yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then, because, yeah, because I got off, the one time I got off the mountain, so she happened to become, her, she has a cousin in Half Moon Bay. Okay. She was coming in October to her wedding. Okay. And so, I'm thinking, oh yeah, at one point, and that's the only time I ever got off, when she came and picked me up in October. And we drove and we went up to San Francisco. That was the only time I got, that's one day off. That he let, he let you leave. Yeah, well, the thing was, I don't have a car, no friends out right, there. Right, right. To come. Like, this kid, 
he had uh his girlfriends would come and he had um a, he had the license and there was a truck on on the prop so he would just go to um santa cruz or san jose wherever and have fun because the owner you know he was uh he lived out here okay and he just had that and he just wanted it to run he didn't want to hear no squabbly squabbly right. shit uh no problems so yeah man so i'm emailing i meet danielle and we just talk and of course i'm on um the uh i'm on a bird i'm on this same different phone but same line okay I'm on a phone like this yep it was monthly monthly payments and then uh so there were a few months we didn't i couldn't communicate because i didn't have the phone <laughs> but we kept through with email so boom october comes i meet her in person the funny shit is when the first convo we had just out of my mouth I'm like yeah i'm gonna marry this girl i don't know why i said that shit okay. i was like yo just the convo is crazy i was like oh man i've been waiting fine right, i'm gonna marry her okay and then that night that day that we went out and then the day we came back, I emailed Bam, the, the kid who owned the shit. He's like, hey, how'd it go? You know? I was like, dude, I found the one I'm gonna marry. All right. <laughs> when you I, know, you know. Dude, and I just, it just came out. I didn't think of it, say it. it just, right. So anyway, boom. So that season is finished. Uh, and the asshole kid actually ended up, he got fired because he fucked shit up. <laughs> At the end of it all, he got fired. So Bam's like, hey, you want to stay on? I'm like, oh, no, nah, man. No, I don't want to stay on. Essentially, you make $9 an hour. I was making three grand a month, and it's it breaks down because it's seven days a week, average 16 hours a day, average. So it breaks down to like nine bucks an hour. So I was oh making God. less than minimum wage doing this shit. And it was no kumbaya. You know, right, right. right. So anyway, I uh, moved to New York and uh, uh, lived in Harlem for a little bit, then moved in with Danny. And then she always, the plan was always to get back. Mm -hmm. And I always wanted to live in San Francisco. Oh, she did too. She wanted to come back. Yeah, she always wanted to come back. Uh, All her friends out here, not necessarily San Fran, Oakland, would you know, but um, in between this uh, backtrack, when I got signed. In that era of me rapping, we performed at DNA Lounge. Okay. Which I still see, I see is still in existence to this day. Yeah, yeah. even can, now. Even yeah. Co- yeah, yeah. Because I saw somehow. a show. Um, her cousin is a still is in the band, and uh, he did a show at the there. We saw it Friday. It was streams from. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, we came. We would come out here and perform, B. And uh, I was like, yo, the hip hop out here is on point because there was a place you could go to every night of the week. Yep. There was something going on. Yep. And I was like, shit, man. And I always wanted to come out here, but, you know, couldn't. So, boom. Now we're in 2014, 15 now. 2015, I'm back in New York. I'm getting some more shitty jobs, working at Bloomberg for a while in the Southern District Court where they brought El Chapo. Where they brought um, (laughs) fucking... uh, Madoff was before that, but yeah, I remember El Chapo was there when I was there. Some other, oh, um, the guy with the football, Deflate Gate. Oh God, he was there too. He came. Too. That's where they're trying to bring Trump. Oh yeah, Southern District. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I was working there, breaking cases for Bloomberg. Okay. And this was uh, eighteen twenty-five, okay. I think. Okay. Per hour. Okay. So not enough to even get not even a room, really. Yeah. yeah. But me and Danny are living together, and then. Uh, then I went back. I went to a CVS company. Viacom and CVS used to be one thing. Right, right. Then I went to a CVS company. I think they might even remerged. I went to a C. Uh, Outfront makes the uh, fucking uh, billboards. The billboards, yeah, 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 yeah. CVS Outdoor. Assholes. Yeah. yeah. 
in that legal department anyway. I'm dicks. I mean, really fake. Hi, good morning. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you're laid off for fit issues. What? Oh, okay, that lets me know what I need to do for the next job. Yeah. Either gain weight or lose weight. Or run a marathon to be fit. Yeah. So, so what was that conversation that you and Danny had where it was like, let's, mo- let's move out there? Oh, the conversation was like this. Uh, <laughs> her aunt lived here since the 40s. Her aunt has died. You know. So her dad was renting it out. And then her mom was like, hey, Danny, dad, uh, the, the guy Caesar just moved out. <laughs> you want to move to San Francisco? <laughs> okay. And I, at that point, I was on an upswing with my with work anyway. Okay. I was in a very good place with a, a great uh, outfit. And um, uh, I was like, damn, we want to do this, but shit. Damn, why couldn't this have been like three years ago? Right. <laughs> uh, New York is nice now because I could go to restaurants and eat when I'm hungry. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I could chat with my friends at bars and... It's all good. I can get in taxis and stuff. <laughs> um, now we're going to go to Cali. Wow. I'm scared. What am I going to do? What was if- it maybe more... Was, was it just that opportunity? Or was it like one of you wanted to move out here more than the other? or like? No, it was... I mean, that when the house... Because we were planning... House. And I was thinking a five-year plan. Okay. Uh, we would save... And we'd probably find some place in Oakland because mm-hmm. we weren't even thinking about San Francisco, so we knew it had to be Oakland. I, we didn't want to go far out right. either. Right, right, right. Um, so I was like, "Yeah, five years and a miracle was going to happen, mm-hmm. something." But yeah, dude. So starting with a house is a good place to start, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, you secure roof that's owned by family. Affordable. Yeah. I mean, comparatively. To the area. Comparative to, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more than we're paid in Brooklyn, but... Right. uh, Yeah. So, even then, so, we drove out in um, the summer of 2018. Okay. In fact, we left New York at the 23rd of July. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. We left New York, we drove out, and then, um, yeah, because I paid rent for August 1st, so I was back in New York by August. Because, yes, I wasn't ready to leave yet. So we just drove out, got her situation, got a job at UCSF. Mm -hmm. And that's what really even precipitated it moving faster because she got the gig there. Okay. And um, I stayed for uh, like seven more months until March of 2019. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I stayed. And um, I came, we came unpacked. I didn't really look at this yet, I, I didn't know what this was. So the area boom, and then uh, went but you back. said within a couple of weeks after. Yeah. Right? So so now when I went back to Brooklyn, I'm on the uh, there's a volunteer match website. Yeah. And I'm looking. I said, oh, maybe I'll do teach the uh, read to the elders or plant a tree mm-hmm. thing, and I didn't see this. And so then I came out in March. And then when I moved out here permanently, I moved out here uh, in March. And yeah, we walked around and we saw the um, Asian Community Garden. And uh, I said, hey, is there anything we could do for volunteering and stuff? And he's like, yep, you come out 7 o'clock and you hand out food. And then after you volunteer for a while, you get a grow box. I'm like, bet. And you know what? Here's some crazy shit, too. And this sounds like a cliche, but it really is. The first Saturday, I'm out here handing out the food and I got high. Okay. Off of, I felt like I was doing something that was good. Right. For, right, right. Not for me. 
right, right. And people right. always say that when you do something not for yourself. I guess it has to be in the right context too. But you know, you get a high from it. Totally, high. totally. It's a genuine good feeling. A ge- and I felt compelled to come, you know, uh, to come back. You know, there's things in my life I, I started and didn't complete. And I, I, but this is one that every I've been consistent with. Um, and then as I felt like a, a grandmotherly to grandson uh, dynamic here and a love for my part anyway. And I feel from theirs too, actually. Right on. Uh, uh, a love and I just, it brings me back. And I wanted to, and dude, Yo, there's been times I would just buy certain things, and it didn't even strike me as, man, I'm using my, just because I want to see things, you know? Right on. And uh, yeah, that's what it been. And then this was my first base, my first base of camaraderie, mm-hmm. of uh, um, getting out and, and doing stuff. And we have a garden in our own backyard mm-hmm. now. And uh, so, yeah, I've been coming back compelled, man. Compelled. It's a, it's a, it was the volunteering that got you. The hook to you. The hook, actually, the volunteering, the giving. Yeah. And because I wasn't even really stressing to get in the grow box, because, like I said, we have the the a, a garden. But you know, and then uh, meeting and, and getting building that relationships, building relationships with the with people here, and it, it was just love, man. And then it's always like this is a part of my life. I'm like, yeah, you know, go out. What, what's the next project we could do at the garden? What's the next thing to do? That was Isaiah Powell. On the next episode of Storied San Francisco, Isaiah will take us on a tour of the gardens, including how they came to be. Please join us on Thursday for part two. Music for Storied San Francisco is by Otis McDonald. Photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. The show is hosted and produced by me. Michelle and I have produced more than 120 episodes over the last three years. And you can find them all over at our website, storiedsf.com. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, as well as just about everywhere you can listen to podcasts. Please subscribe to stay up to date on all the content we publish. And if you have any feedback for us, or you just want to say hi, our email is storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Stay strong, stay safe, and stay healthy.